0: Category, Podcaster. A note-taking commentator of eclectic topics whose passion is coffee. Answer, who is less (laughs) cheap? Me, and welcome to Coffee Jeopardy. During my writing of these notes at the cafe, I have no intentions of buying a vowel, nor to chase a beast even less enthusiasm to know what the survey says, ding, but I've learned to escape the political claptrap that has presented itself as news on the outlets of the various global media that we get sucked into. It's an endless vacuum of controversy and most of us get obsessed with it, but my wife in her infinite wisdom, has found the solution. No more listening to the news. Instead, she has DVR'd many game shows which we've gotten addicted to. And in fact, this new passion has led to a more serene state of mind. I'll tell you why. So, um, news used to be informative with an objective attitude. That's changed. Objectivity is gone. Many times facts are gone or contain obvious distortions, the distillations of which has left us with not just doubts, but flagrant emotional retorts. Ones that get you screaming at the televisions, talking head to jour newscaster. Or if you happen to be driving while news comes on, switching to the calmer classical music station on your car radio definitely helps with remaining sane in immobilized traffic. And there's also the alternative of utilizing your one-time favorite newspaper for picking up after your dog's daily constitutional. And so, to avoid the maniacal gesticulations while raging against the news machines, our household has turned to watching shows like Wheel of Fortune, where Pat Sajak and Vanna White Take your mind into an alphabet land that disintegrates one's associations with anything that might remotely resemble politics, and instead, the TV couple involve you in the quest for filling in the blank. I'm, I'm very poor at guessing the answers, but that doesn't discourage me from. Staring at the spinning money wheel in anticipation of watching the contestants go bankrupt. Because, quite frankly, winning is so dull. Mwah mwah. Another game show we segue to is 25 Words or Less. Now here there are celebrities who try to help contestants to win a nice vacation. Ah, we, <laughs> we viewers do love to live vicariously. The host is Meredith Vieira and her friendly calm and soothing demeanor is Just the perfect distraction from the so-called news that usually is laden with the aggressive daily body counts and disasters in your local area and the world at large, complete with warnings to listeners about the disturbing images that are about to follow. None of that from Meredith. No, no, no. On the screen, she's feeling bad for the loser and awarding them with a consolation prize of food. Mm, yummy. (laughs) I'm so comforted by the award of food. The news destroys your mind, but food and coffee nourishes you in so many ways. And uh, when that show ends, we switch to the dvr Jeopardy! episode, where the latest celebrity host is praising the late Alex Trebek to the high heavens, where Alex, in fact, presently resides. The only controversy here is the guessing game of which of the guest celebrities will win the coveted job of being the prestigiously regular Jeopardy! host. I'm guessing it's not going to be Dr. Oz. And before the uh, the new version of the game called The Chase started, we were regular avid fans of the old version with the vivaciously exhilarating host, Brooke Burns, And the singular trivia sensation, Mark Labette, a.k.a. The Beast. The banter between them was a major attraction of the show. Mark was literally an enormous presence whose entrance from a hellishly red and smoky background was meant to intimidate the contestants who would go up against his vast knowledge and acumen of all things trivial. I was also able to guess a few of the inane answers and this kept me engaged in fantasies of being able to go up against the beast if I had to. It was a feel-good ego-boosting sensation to be sure. When the new version began this year another host was presiding And instead of one genius, there were three to be reckoned with, all of them boring, which in itself was frustrating enough to go back to listening to the dreaded bang your head in the wall news. Alas, my wife and I decided to give the show another chance when the witty beast, Mark Labette from the previous version, was added to the stable of brainiacs. Mark has always been able to make the show more exciting with his caustic commentary aimed at the comical contestants in order to distract them from any sense of self-confidence during the trivia knowledge competition. And quite frankly, who really cares about the news when there's so much to learn from the trivia shows? Certainly not me. Other digressions from the copious amounts of the dreaded news broadcasters have been video games. To be sure, I like playing chess, but somehow the competition over computers is just not satisfying me. After all, adversaries on the other side of the digital divide could be utilizing their grandmaster level chess computers to win games. Very unfair. So I'd rather play real people in real environments where you can see them squirm in deep thought. Yeah. (laughs) And backgammon over the uh, computer, on the other hand, is, is really tense when you're up against a strong player who may be located somewhere in the Middle East where backgammon is their passion. And although the stakes are digital fake coins, The dice create a factor of luck, which is 51% of the determining factor in winning this game. But the time pressure for each move can be grueling and so I've turned to playing the card game of hearts. No time pressure here. And I get a huge thrill out of beating the computer on the pro level setting. This happens every million games or so and the um, obsession keeps me up late at nights when the news programs have dimmed out and all I want to do is sleep. Unfortunately the development of violent computer games, most of which are training grounds for future sociopaths, has overtaken the gaming world, and I must confess I've been delving into some of them as the iPad's apps are made freer and freer. Having tried out the many versions of the benign Tetris and Candy Crush games and the jump over the mode a million times to get the twinkly Star Games, etc., I came upon a deviously brain-engaging diversion called Plague Incorporated. How apropos to our present COVID-laden pandemic times? Indeed. So let me explain. The object of the game is simply to infect the world with a plague and destroy every last member of the population, all before a cure is found. Well, not quite that simple. You have to be very calculating as to which part of the world you think has the best chance of spreading it fastest. Hmm. I leave it to you to guess which high population country was utilized from which to start the plague, by most winning players? Yeah. Various strategies are used in order to evolve the plague by making it resistant to climate and research findings, and finally to increase the severity of the symptoms of those who have been infected, so that they can't recover. In the meantime, you're interfering with research advances and collecting DNA points all for the glory of wiping out over six billion of the population, aka little red dots on the face of the digitized world map. And suddenly while you're in the middle of this massive carnage your spouse calls and asks you to take out the garbage. What can one say? Not now, honey, I'm busy wiping out the world. Eh, Needless to say, a massive argument of ginormous ethical proportions ensues. My wife is fuming over the fact that I would even consider playing such a disgusting game. I retort by defending its clever methods of teaching modern-day geography and its associated populations. Somehow that didn't quite cut it, and the bag of smelly stuff had to be taken out for collection. Upon my return, my ethical considerations are made clear to me by my significant other, and I kowtow to her compassionate feelings toward the digital red dots. Schadenfreude be damned, so much for my sociopathic ambitions. The effect of um, substituting game shows and video games in place of the news, has proved to be effective in not being constantly exposed to the toxic angst that the news shows create in the general population, as witnessed by me at the café's multi-ethnic and usually multi-opinionated environment. But uh, time passes, and I'm still avoiding the news. Now I'm involved with another pernicious app. It's a game called Flow, where I'm happily connecting some multicolored dots with uh, multicolored lines presently on level 12 doing 8x8 matrixes and the world is safe again.